Welcome to Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Each episode reveals the latest insights on today's consumers and offers a sneak peek of tomorrow's marketplace. Stop guessing what's next and start thinking ahead. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thinking Ahead, a GFK Insights podcast. Sticking to our name, we want to give you a head start on the holiday season by thinking ahead, yes, pun completely intended, on what you need to do to get that e-commerce platform ready for the masses as consumers head online for their gift shopping. Now, the holiday season may seem far away or maybe scarily close to now, but consumers could already be researching as we speak on the gifts that they want to be sending to their family. So I want to spend today's episode on how you can get their eyes and wallets on you. Joining me today is Lloyd Wood. He is the Enterprise Sales and Marketing Manager of GFK Edelize. Welcome, Lloyd. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. And just for those who don't know, can you just give us a quick little summary? What is GFK Edelize? Sure. GFK Edelize provides the world's largest product content catalog. Uh, we do that globally in about 40 languages with about 20 million SKUs. And what that means is we're able to populate retailers' websites with product content. Awesome. So starting off, I want to start with a little bit of a fact that goes all the way back to 2019. Uh, it was reported that e-commerce increased by 20 or about 24% of the total revenue for a company on average. And that amount went from increasing to absolutely exploding when we entered the COVID-19 pandemic. However, with it being such an accelerated growth, Lloyd, do you think that online retailers have adapted fast enough to gain or keep their customers? Retailers are really struggling uh, to keep up and to be relevant, especially with the, the as you mentioned, exploding e-commerce uh, brought on by COVID and just by an increase in, in overall business. Uh, during this time, customer expectations are, are increasing every day as they're forced really by circumstance to increase both their online shopping and their pre-shopping, uh, doing research on a retailer site before they may go uh, to that, that physical store, that physical physical site. It, it's not a, a, a one goal that's never changed. Retailers have to use uh, have to use constantly uh, changing uh, and reinvesting in their digital shelves to maintain relevancy in the marketplace, uh, regardless of which category it is. Uh, interesting, B2B buyers are, are a good example. Uh, it used to be that if they found the product, had a description page, a manufactured part number, they were happy. Actually, no longer the case. Uh, B2B buyers, just like B2C buyers, uh, are no longer willing to accept missing product content images. They, they want a, a good shopping experience. They demand an efficient single source of data uh, uh, to make decisions on and uh, link back to manufacturers' pages, kind of the old standard, uh, is no longer tolerated. And you know, that's just one illustration of the changes. In the past, retailers have concentrated on, on simply having a product at the right place uh, on the you know, shelf, so to speak. 
And uh, they find themselves lo losing relevancy now with buyers who expect online the online buying experience to be a uh, much higher goalpost. So it, it's been difficult for retailers to keep up with uh, the demands of, of e-commerce. Yeah, naturally. How much time and resources should a retailer invest on their online product portfolio? <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a tough one because it, it, it really varies. Um, the the real answer is that a retailer could be spend all their time, all their resources on optimizing their their website, and there'd be a return for that that investment. Uh, there's really no specific rule or percentage of guideline. Uh, a lot of retailers find themselves just constantly struggling to simply build just to get that skew on display and and up to date on the catalog. Um, with no time or resource available to make the shopping experience better. They're just ba basically keeping their heads above water. Um, if a product isn't shown on our site, there's no chance of a sale, uh, especially for new product launches where, you know, they, they need to, the retailers want to latch on to that initial buying experience uh, before the demand fl flattens out. So a retailer is often left with, with no time uh, to spend on, on the process, um, on, on making the experience better. And all of their time is spent on just, you know, plain getting the product up, just, just getting it listed. And a lot of times the quality of that listing um, suffers because of that. So a lot of retailers reach a point where um, they have to expand uh, their their catalog and their resources to simply get products listed. And uh, for some of those, outsourcing a product catalog and product catalog is often the most uh, efficient solution in those cases. But there's really no hard and fast rule. Uh, a lot of retailers are spending more and more resources getting the uh, the products up and then optimizing them, which has a good ROI. So in summary, it's complicated and it depends. It, exactly right. Do you think that any product category can sell online or do you think that some have an advantage? There's definitely categories that are more e-commerce accepted, you know, obviously consumer goods, et cetera. But the the acceptance or the standard list is, is changing. I mean, uh, two years ago, buying groceries online was an exception. Uh, now it's nearly half of the grocery buying uh, experience. It's, it's huge. So almost all categories are e-commerce uh, ready. And you're seeing leading retailers and reading resellers, leading resellers um, make products that had always been traditionally bought with an in-store experience, they're now online. And even if the product isn't uh, a quote, online product, buyers will do their pre-shopping online. That means educating themselves to which product they want to buy when they go into a physical store. And that's really just as important as, as the e-commerce experience. Mm. So even though we're kind of talking, you know, I said in the intro that we're talking about the e-commerce platform people buy, all of this information can also be applied to, say, an e-commerce platform where it shows, I guess, like a product catalog. You can use it for all of that online. It doesn't necessarily have to be a store where there's a button that says buy. Exactly right. And, and a lot of retailers, their, their goal is to get the customer into a physical store, uh, as it's always been, but the their website is the tool to do that now. So, you know, traditionally there had been newspaper ads and, and TV and radio and things like that to kind of usher them into a physical store. 
now the website is is the primary tool to help do that. So clearly a lot of this is, you know, based on which category you're in or the type of job, as you're saying, it kind of depends um, and it can be complicated. But overall, just how can a brand make sure that their e-commerce platforms are up to a consumer's expectation when they're reviewing it? Uh, sure. There, there's kind of the short answer, Hannah, and then there's there's the more detailed answer. So the short answer is that the product needs to be available for sale. You know, it's just simple as that. And as I mentioned a few moments ago, a lot of uh, resellers, they, they spend all their time and resources just fuel throwing the product up, just getting it up, getting a price on it, getting availability and making it available for sale. That's not nearly enough. And, and as I mentioned also, consumers' expectations are, are changing daily, monthly, and, and certainly have, have kind of gone into high gear. A display page or a PDP should have some, some basic elements to uh, communicate what communicate what the product is and what the consumer is expecting. So a normalized long and short title is one of the basics, and, and the title should have the information needed so that that consumer knows this is the product they're looking for. So they don't have to go searching into attributes or bullet points to figure out, is this what I want? But the title should help them do that. And of course, good titles are very important for search also. The product display pages also need to have manufacturer part numbers, UPCs, ASINs, identifiers. So when somebody knows exactly what they want, if their search is started on a manufacturer's page, and they need to go find a reseller for that, they should be able to easily do that and to easily know they're on the right product. What they saw on the manufacturer's page is the product you're looking at on that reseller's page. Bullet points are very important, uh, even ordered bullet points. And one of the prime reasons they're so important is that in older days, a few years ago, if you will, a lot of buyers went into the attributes and compared the attributes, attribute by attribute for competitive products. That's not longer, no longer only the case. A lot of people are buying products on mobile devices and, and going field by field isn't efficient. Bullet points are designed to quickly communicate the main features, the main selling features of that product. And they're very important. So good quality bullet points are really a, a, a key selling feature now. They need to be kept to five to 10. If they're more than that, you know, people won't look at them, but that, that's those can't be overstated. And they used to be nice to haves. They're, they're no longer that. They're, they're really have to haves. Then we come to multiple images again. No, there's no exceptions. Uh, rarely is a consumer going to be happy with one view, what we call the hero shot or just a straight on shot. They need to be multiple high resolution images that show this product, this thing from every conceivable um, vantage point and lifestyle or, or usage images. So the, the images need to be able to completely describe what this product is, what its advantages are, Sometimes what's in the in the box, everything that that needs to be communicated should be shown in images. Videos are very important now. Uh, a short 30 to 60 second video can explain a product uh, almost as well as, as a human can, an in-person human can. And a lot of retailers can think of video as, as their 24-hour salesperson. So a video, again, has become gone from a nice-to-have to a have-to-have. Then we come to A-plus or rich content. Uh, this is the unstructured content. A plus is an Amazon term, but 
really it's anything that's unstructured, so it's not in a database format. And A-plus rich content is, is really a have-to-have now. In B2C, it has been for a couple of years. In B2B, it really is now. And the reason it's so important is it tells that, that product story in an unstructured way, and it tells it on any device. A mobile device displays uh, A-plus content just as well as a, a laptop. So A-plus or rich content uh, is really very important. And in a few minutes, we talk about uh, conversion statistics, and we'll see some examples of how much A-plus increases conversion. There needs to be marketing data, also called rich, co- uh, rich copy, romance copy. That's a, a few paragraphs that, again, just describe what this product is doing. This is a manufacturer's you know, chance to make their display, to make their pitch, if you will, to a consumer. And so good marketing copy is very important. Of course, pricing, shipping, availability, um, clear terms and conditions, and, and a good check, checkout experience are have to have for somebody to make a decision and purchase. I, I should mention at this point, too, that, that we recently published an ebook that's that's available, and we'll give you the links to that towards the end of this. Yeah, absolutely. I will make sure that's in the show notes for everyone who's listening, uh, so you can kind of get that checklist of items. Now, Lloyd, as you were talking about this, I, the more and more you're talking about the different elements, like a good headline and bullet points. I think a lot of people are maybe thinking the same thing as me, but it sounds a lot like SEO or search engine optimization practices. Are they one and the same? Good, good question. And, and technically, no. Practically, yes. So um, a good point or a good full product page will have good SEO. So a full title, attributes, certainly images, these are all the building blocks for a product page to be indexed. And of course, that's that's needed for SEO. Um, more rich content has higher SEO values. So certainly a video or an images, metadata, um, rich content, they all increase SEO. So um, again, technically no, but practically yes. And, and a good technically built product page will have good SEO, which is absolutely needed. They're like sisters. That's what I'm going to consider them. Exactly right. Good point. Now, some of those uh, items are a little more simple, of course, like the bullet points. That's pretty simple. But something like A-plus content, which I know we've spoken about before in the podcast, I will also make sure that you have the links for that. Um, That can be a little more of something strategic that you really have to think about. Where is like a good place where you could look at some A-plus content examples that work well? Sure. Uh, a lot of leading manufacturer sites have good examples of A+, but there's some all-stars out there. Um, the, the Acer stores, acer.com stores globally um, have leading edge A+. They're, they've always been kind of ahead of the curve. So if you look at their laptops or gaming laptops, they have A+, that speaks to a specific audience. And the content and style of those, those pages are really up to par. They're, they're, they're leading edge. Uh, other companies that have great A plus is Avery. Again, sticky, you know, uh, sticky pages. Not the most exciting subject in the world, but Avery does a great job of showing those the uses and and telling a story with A plus. Blackbox, Brother, Belkin, StarTech, Vertif. Th- there's many others, but all of them uh, 
understand the requirement and the need for good A plus to tell their product stories, and and they all do good jobs of it. So any of those sites would be good good examples. What are some other? I mean, you've given us so much, but there are some other out of the box content ideas that people come up with. So what are some that maybe aren't on the must-have checklist, but are starting to appear on e-commerce platforms? There, there's a few examples and, and the the must-have or the the you know the have to have and the need to have are, are merging rapidly. So if you'd asked that question a couple of years ago, I, w- I would have said A plus is a is a nice to have. It's 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 needed. Um, it will help you. It's not a nice to have anymore. It's a have to have. Products without A plus just they, they simply lose relevance. Um, and, and statistically, if a if a product two different products from two different manufacturers and one has it, one doesn't, the one that has it will simply have better sales conversions. Just it's just black and white. Um, some of the other things that are are nice to have now, but I think everybody agrees they'll become have to have are 360 images and augmented reality um, images. So AR is certainly coming fast. And the applications for AR AR and and e-commerce are are pretty simple. It allows a manufacturer to put that product on the buyer's desktop or chair in front of them or a keyboard in front of their laptop. It it lets the the buyer see that product in the intended environment. Uh, right now, or in, in the recent past, that's been a little difficult or, or expensive to create. But there's technologies now that have brought the cost down of AR and 360s down really very significantly. And in the very short term, those will be main mainline tools that, that resellers and manufacturers will want to have. Do you have any proven numbers? I'm kind of going to put your money where your mouth is right now, but some proven numbers about the difference that it really does make on purchase conversions when you have all these elements. Of course. I mean, GFK is all about market insights and, and numbers. So there, there's a lot of industry numbers and a lot of accepted numbers. Um, so I'll give you some examples that are, are uh, known across the industry. So uh, Amazon uh, published some some uh, A-plus driver numbers uh, a couple of years ago. And, and I don't think anybody questions those. And some of those are for plain A-plus, i.e. simple A-plus, there, there's about a 5.6 sales lift. For state-of-the-art or optimal A-plus, it's about 20.2. Let me just let that number kind of sink in for a second. A 20% sales lift by providing a visual tool. That's anybody, any company would would appreciate you know, a 20% sales lift. Video content is 50 times more likely to drive organic search results than plain text. 50% huge. And recently, a recent study had 57% of all mobile users will not recommend a business if their mobile website is poorly designed or doesn't resolve on their their mobile devices. So just a few stats, but they're all very telling and they're telling of where the industry is going. That rich content is a have to have, devices have or content has to be responsive and and they have to be resolvable on, on all platforms. Yeah, I mean, those numbers definitely make it a no brainer to get that onto your e-commerce platforms and catalogs. 
which of these kind of checklist items do you think is the most challenging to really perfect? That's kind of a difficult question. Um, It's what makes a page perfect kind of question. And that's a moving target. Um, Certainly buyer trends and buyer demands are are constantly changing. um, I would say that the, the basics just getting the product up and listed with images and bullet points and marketing tech, um, that's, you know, you're well on a way to a, a, a quote, perfect page by doing the basics. It's like so many things in, in business, just getting the initial task done gets you most of the way there. And then there's the tools like we mentioned, A+, AR, multiple images, videos, things like that, which all greatly increase the engagement um, and, and the, the conversion of websites. So I would say just in summary, the basics, which are changing, as we mentioned, um, are, are the most difficult to get done. Um, but there's certainly a lot of optimization that, that makes business sense past that. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's almost like because it, it keeps getting more complicated, it's almost like the basics get left behind a little bit. That's exactly right. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, you mentioned that two years ago, you would have said A-plus content was a nice-to-have versus now it's a must-have. So thinking ahead, what do you think is going to be different about e-commerce tactics in the next two years? Predicting the future, especially you know, in light of where we've all been in the last year and a half, is is uh, a little tough. But I think there's some some things that we can all rest assured on. So online purchases will continue to greatly increase. I don't think anybody would would argue with that. I think it's also not only likely, but something that's assured that the online buyers will increase their demands for higher quality content, um, including rich content. And and so that will go from a nice to have that you might see on some leading reseller sites to a, you have to have that to simply be competitive. The requirement will will tend to focus on communications and, and, and being able to more quickly communicate what that product does. So, when you really think about a product page, it's, it's about communicating to a, a consumer, be it B2B, B2C, or whatever, what is that product does? Does it fulfill their requirements or wants? And, and is it the best one for that? And, and that's where I see e-commerce uh, trending towards and, and really all the tools that leading manufacturers and, and companies like GFK uh, strive to enable for resellers because that's where e-commerce is going, making that that buying experience more enjoyable, more efficient, quicker, um, just like in our own daily lives. When we want to buy something, we want to make that decision quickly. We want it to be a positive experience and, and, and we want to get it done. And then, of course, we want the product sitting in front of us before we hit the you know, buy button. Th- those will all continue to accelerate. You know, we do a lot of episodes about consumer trends, and it's so interesting to hear about consumer mindset and then how it seeped into how you technically create a product catalog. And it really does start to represent what consumers are thinking. Absolutely. And, um, you know, if if we were going to look at at some suggestions um, for the future, we talked to many uh, both manufacturers and and channel partners, both 
huge B2B companies, B2C, really everything in between. And if there's a bit of advice I could give, it would be for, for resellers to recognize their strengths and weaknesses. Most of the resellers that we work with, they're, they're experts at sourcing products, having a good eye on what their, their customers want, trending, pricing, shipping. These are all things that are in their blood, so to speak. They, they know how to do this. Um, Next Day Delivery is a great example. I mean, retail is, has, has merged into a thing where Next Day Delivery is, is almost a, a standard, almost a given. Um, but we, what we also find is that there's few retailers that excel or really have in their blood, so to speak, the item setup, the, the creating that content, getting all their pages optimized for, for buyer demands and SEO. Most For most resellers, that's outside their, their traditional strengths. For those retailers, I, I suggest that if it's not a strength, perhaps having a partner like GFK Utilize uh, who can provide a complete catalog, a turn, turnkey catalog, uh, would be a good good option for them. Uh, let, let you concentrate on what you do best and get other experts to help you where they can, enabling you to spend more time on, on the basics of your business. Yeah, you guys definitely have a very, very intelligent and impressive platform to do those items. There's no doubt about that. But unfortunately, Lloyd, we are at the end of the episode. Now, uh, you mentioned the ebook that you recently came out with um, that has more information I've always spoken on here and can get a little more visual elements. Maybe you'd rather read it, or maybe you wish you had taken some notes right now and now you don't have to because you can just read the ebook. So I'm going to make sure that uh, that link is in the show notes. I'm also going to link a past episode that Lloyd was on that had to do with e commerce. If you want more information on A plus content, he got, delves in a little deeper there. Um, but with that, I'm going to say thank you so much, Lloyd, for joining joining me and lending me your insights as well as everyone else. Thanks, Anna. Always a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information on today's topic, you can click the link in the description. And please make sure to leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you like about the show. And of course, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button to keep up to date on the latest insights. We'll see you next time so you can keep thinking ahead.